Good. Last week, well, last Sunday, you know, I have the privilege, I had the privilege to come up and I ask anyone that if they ever had to give a speech for the first time, if they ever had to get in front of a group of persons for the first time, I asked them how they felt. So this is the second time. <laughs> it feels tougher this time than it did the first time. But what I want to do, I want to start off with a prayer, please. And we bow. Dear Heavenly Father, I think and pray for the privilege an opportunity to speak about you and to stand before this congregation. I do not take it lightly. Thank you for allowing us to be here in this building to worship you in spirit and in truth. I come to you this morning, once again, dear Holy Father, praying for courage, strength, and the ability to present this message to where it is pleading to you. Dear Father, the things that I'm unable to say with my lips, I pray they will be picked up with the contents of my character. Father, I pray to keep things simple and scriptural for the listener to receive and grow. Be with us as we continue with this service and I will be very careful to give you alone all the praise, glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If there are visitors, if there are visitors in the audience, in which I do see some visitors, we want to welcome you. As I said it last, last, uh, last week, I am not the pulpit minister, nor am I a preacher. So I just kind of want to get it that straight for the record. <laughs> but I am a leader, a teacher, and the elder here at Washington Trail Church of Christ. Welcome again. Last Sunday, we discussed the title, Unopened Gifts. And what I want us to do quickly is to turn to Ephesians 4, 7, and 8. But to each one of us, grace was given accordingly to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Christ gave us gifts. Some may not be, some may be unopened, but they may be open, they may be unopened now, but maybe at some point, they just haven't been tapped into. But I want to reiterate a little bit. After the service, 
After service last week, a well-versed sister approached me and stated, Derek, like, yeah? You know, I may need to look a little bit deeper. I may have an unopened gift. But also, one of our leaders, he came up to me and he stated, you know, Derek, while filling the void and searching for a minister, if we need, maybe I could prepare a message. Now that's what it's all about. Watching the spirit move and work like that, it's, just, it's really exciting. So my topic for today is building relationships with one another. Building relationships with one another. And what I want to start off with is defining relationship. This is Webster. The way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected are a state of being connected. Why did I pick relationship? I said, if I have to stand up here and try to figure out how to get this done within 20 minutes, it's amazing how you can write it all down. When you teach a class, you have a book, it's scripted, people are talking back and forth. Okay, now to be up here, you have the Bible, you say where to start, you say where to end, you say where to go, it's different. So what I said, I better talk about something that I know. And, and that's relationship. I pride myself in developing and building relationship. I had a business mentor who always stated, and you tell me how you feel about this. Relationship is worth more than cash. Now, early on, I really had a problem with that. I said, how much cash are you talking about? <laughs> and, and he just kind of shook his head like, just live. If you're blessed to live long enough, you understand. Let's turn to Ephesians 4 and 32. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Speaking on the line of relationships, I think we said in the announcements, uh, we're gonna have, on the fifth Sunday, we're gonna have a potluck. A lot of good food, desserts, and it's enough for everybody, and what a way to start building a relationship. If you have a Bible, or if you have your Bible with you, I want you to go ahead and pre-mark uh, Matthew chapter seven, 
verse 21 through 23, and Colossians chapter 3, 13 through 17. As you're doing that, what I want to do is share an experience with you. And I did this, um, I guess, about three years ago on a Wednesday night devotional. But I'm going to share it with you again. It was one of my first times I went into business. I had worked for a gentleman called Mr. B. So I worked for him. Then I had the opportunity to where I was able to buy that business. You know, one of the best opportunities that ever came in my life. So it was a store. It was a convenience store, and it sold gas. So when it came, I had to get things all together. I had to pull all the money that I had, all the money that I didn't have, and I got it all together. I had to buy groceries, health and beauty aids, food, soft drinks, lunch meats, get the whole thing together. Hire the people, get everything lined up. I'm telling you, I'm feeling pretty good. It was time. Now to open up the store. So I had a relationship. He gave me the opportunity to get ready to open up the store. The first customer came in. Said I want five dollars worth of gas. I just got to give me a list of stuff that I ordered, okay? It's one thing that I forgot to order. Gas. But everything else you could see. Because it was right there in the store. The gas is underground. You don't you can't see it. So it's okay. So what I did, I said I need to go out. It's a long stick that we have. All I gotta do is measure and see where we at. So I went back, I went out and I measured if y'all can see this or not. That's how much we had. We had no gas. So we probably had enough for 10 cars. So I called the oil company. And just, just for the record, I don't know if you've seen those, um, those gas trucks, those long tankers that deliver the gas. One load of gas is $20,000. And I don't already use all my money, okay? <laughs> so I call the oil company. And I tell the oil company, I open up a store. Could you, could you please send me some gas? And he stated, I don't know you. I said, Excuse me? He said, I don't know you. So I was a little nervous. It was kind of like my first day in business, and maybe like my first day out of business. <laughs> so what I did, 
He said, now the person, we knew the person that you brought it from. So if they will sign off on it, we'll bring you gas. So I had to call Mr. B. Now he was the one that told me a long time ago that relationship is <laughs> more than money. So just with his voice and just with his okay, that was worth $20,000 just for him to say okay on a relationship. I then realized that relationship is worth more than money. Let's go to Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he, who does, but, he, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Very, very important to have relationships. So it's Colossians 3, 13 and 17. This was the scripture Jeremiah read. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if, we, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Above all things, put on love, which is in the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in our wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We need and have to build relationships, especially in the church. Why? Christ wants us to. I myself build personal relationships, business relationships, but there's nothing like a relationship with Christ, second to none. So it's like, okay, in the midst of that relationship with Christ, what do you need to do? 
constant prayer. Okay, so how often should I pray? All right, let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I once was reading, and I came across a survey. And this survey said, it was a survey, and it stated, why did you join your church? And their answer was, because of the preacher. And then they said, okay, what would you do if the preacher left? Well, the preacher did leave. So what did you do? I stayed. Then the last question was, why? Because what had happened, I built relationships and made friends. So what I did, I took that same survey. I was like, okay, why did I come? Well, we were invited by a couple that we knew from other church, and we visited churches, and so it said, okay, what would you do if the preacher left? Well, I'm here, the preacher left, and I have the same answer that she had. We built relationships and made friends. Go to Psalms 133 and 1. And before I read that, when we talk about relationships, sometimes it's kind of like blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I don't know how beneficial or we can realize how well things could work. Example, one, two, three, four. Say pew number four. They got an opportunity. They need some resources. They don't know how to get the resources. They don't know where to get the resources. They just know they need resources. All right, let's go to pew number 27. Now, pew number four, don't get over to pew number 27 that much. So, little do you know, pew number four, what you're looking for and what you're needing, the person on pew 27, that's what they do. So just because 
You take that routine pattern, maybe go here, or maybe here, and maybe not go over here. We may have missed out on an opportunity. So with that being said, Psalms 133, verse 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That's pretty much all I have. And it's one thing within this process, you know, Washington Trail, I appreciate the opportunity. Next week, it's going to be Brother Dan's pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that I, I, I realized, I never, I never knew the amount of preparation that it takes and the gift that it takes not just to present a lesson or not just to present a message to make sure you present the right lesson right mess right 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 lesson right message within a time frame I'm like D it's 11.15. You should at least do this. It takes preparation, practice, time. With that being said, if there's anyone here this morning with the need of a new relationship, or with the need of prayer, or if you want to be baptized, for the remission of your sins, we ask you to come while we together stand and sing.